Welcome to Another Wednesday, and this one answers to the name December 9th, 2020. This is the appropriate Charlottesville Community Engagement newscast and newsletter that matches. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, for another look at what's happening and what's happened. On today's installment, Delegate Jennifer Carroll Foy resigns from the House of Delegates to run for Virginia Governor. Former Governor Terry McAuliffe also enters the race, as does Delegate Lee Carter. Nelson County signs a universal broadband agreement with the Central Virginia Electric Cooperative. Charlottesville sets itself up to date a Guatemalan town. And Albemarle distributes $2.3 million in emergency funding to local businesses. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out asks, do you still have some holiday shopping to do? Check out a curated gift guide from local Charlottesville Black-owned businesses. You can see a link to all kinds of great products in the newsletter. The surge of COVID cases in Virginia continues today, with another new record with 4,398 new cases reported this morning by the Virginia Department of Health. The statewide seven-day average for new cases is now at 3,521. The percent positivity remains at 10.9% today. Other indicators are also up sharply since Thanksgiving. The seven-day average for new cases per 100,000 people is at 41.3 today, up from 30.4 13 days ago. The total number of new cases per 100,000 people over the last 14 days is 479.3. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are 76 new cases, and the seven-day average for new daily cases is now at 74. There has not been a new fatality reported since Thanksgiving Day. To the south, North Carolina reported 4,724 cases yesterday, continuing an upward trend. Governor Roy Cooper took to the stage to announce new restrictions. The virus is upon us with a rapid viciousness like we haven't seen before. So today I'm announcing new action to slow the spread. Effective Friday, December the 11th, North Carolina will enter into a modified stay-at-home order. The new restrictions require people to stay home between the hours of 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. With this additional action beginning Friday, we hope to get these numbers down. The field for the Democratic nomination in Virginia's governor's race is getting crowded. Delegate Jennifer Carroll Foy of Woodbridge is resigning her second district house seat to run for governor. Carol Foy announced in a video message yesterday. All of us who love and live in Virginia are facing an especially challenging time. It's going to take a new leader with bold solutions to move Virginia forward. Carol Foy has been in the House of Delegates since being elected in 2017. She's a graduate of the Virginia Military Institute. I'm stepping down from the House of Delegates to focus 100% of my time on building a grassroots movement to meet this moment. Helping families and workers recover and building a post-COVID economy will be tough, but so are we. A special election will be held on January 5th, 2020 to replace Carol Foy in the House. A day later, this morning, former Governor Terry McAuliffe announced he would seek a second term. Virginia's constitution does not allow consecutive terms, but former executives can run again. McAuliffe was introduced by four black elected officials earlier this morning, including Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney and House Majority Leader Charnel Herring. I am running for governor again to think big and to be bold and to take the Commonwealth of Virginia to the next level 
and to lift up all Virginians. McAuliffe began his real estate career in the late 70s and served as chairman of the Democratic National Committee from 2001 to 2005. He unsuccessfully ran for governor in 2009, but won in 2013. The old Richmond approach just doesn't work anymore. Folks, it is time for a new Virginia way. And I know that old way of thinking because I fought against it constantly as governor. Two other candidates have previously declared their intentions for the Democratic primary. They are Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax and Senator Jennifer McClellan. Of those two, McClellan has announced on her website. Across Virginia, people are echoing the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Where do we go from here? When we face the challenges of our time and the painful legacy of our past together, we've transformed challenges into opportunities and pain into action. I've led that kind of progress in the legislature. I'm running for governor to keep leading progress into our future. According to a filing with the Virginia Department of Elections, Delegate Lee Carter of Manassas has also filed paperwork for a run. The Nelson County Broadband Authority has signed an agreement with the Central Virginia Electric Cooperative that promises to extend internet to every residence. The county will invest $1.25 million to help CVIC's Firefly Fiber Broadband subsidiary expand throughout the county. The event happened at a special called meeting yesterday. The Lynchburg News in Advance has published a gallery of recent fiber installations in Nelson County. Charlottesville City Council has given the okay to a preliminary exploration of a city in western Guatemala to become the next sister city. Huehue Tenango is a municipality of about 120,000 people that has been selected through a community-driven process. Jordan Lindbeck presented the proposal to council on Monday. I first visited back in 2010. A good family friend started an organization called the Ishtatan Foundation, which is a nonprofit based out of here, out of Charlottesville, that focuses on increasing access to quality education for rural Mayan youth. Lindbeck said an armed conflict in Guatemala lasted for several decades before peace accords were signed in 1996. She said the fallout from the conflict still lingers. It was a militarized government persecuting and murdering um, many indigenous people, many of which are in rural areas, and the Department of Huehuetenango was one of the most uh, attacked and focused on areas of the country. Council voted 5-0 to zero to move forward with the friendship. City Councilor Michael Payne said there could be some lessons to learn about the impact of interregional politics. I think it could also be an opportunity to have important discussions, just given the history, some of which you referenced. Uh, is the United States who backed the military coup in Guatemala and likewise provided support for the government, which was committing genocide of the indigenous population. And I think those are kind of important conversations and, and connections um, that in our city and in our country we can have as well. Albemarle County has announced the granting of $2.3 million in funding to 58 local businesses. This is the second round of the Lyft grant, which distributed $1.25 million in the first round. The coronavirus has had a devastating impact on public health. Many of our local businesses are struggling to continue to serve our community while protecting employees and meeting restrictions in place to prevent the spread of COVID-19. 
Albemarle County identified these grant funds to support our local businesses experiencing financial harm due to COVID-19. Businesses were selected through a scoring mechanism overseen by the Community Investment Collaborative. For a complete listing, check out a link in the newsletter. The Albemarle County Board of Supervisors and the Albemarle Planning Commission held a joint work session last night to weigh in on the creation of a housing policy that seeks to increase the supply of residential units. Stacy Pethia is the county's housing coordinator. These strategies include changing the way the county defines affordable housing and qualifying incomes, as well as introducing a new category of workforce housing. Both of these housing categories proposed home sale price limits that significantly lower than the county's sale price limit of $243,750 we have currently. We'll have more from this meeting in the next installment of the newsletter. Today in non-governmental meetings, the Senior Statesman of Virginia is sponsoring a forum on community policing at 1.30. Both Charlottesville and Albemarle County Police Chiefs will be presenting. At 7 p.m., the Virginia Festival of the Book will hold an event with Matthew Desmond, the author of Evicted, Poverty and Profit in the American City. Also at 7 p.m., the Albemarle Charlottesville Historical Society will hold another installment of Ask a Genealogist with ACHS Board President Dr. Shelley Murphy and ACHS Librarian Miranda Burnett. In government meetings, the Crozet Community Advisory Committee returns to their regular meeting time after a series of special meetings to provide recommendations on the Crozet Master Plan. Today's meeting will focus on transportation improvements to accommodate additional growth expected by 2045. And that's it for this edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. Uh, We'd like to return back up to that shout out. There is a link to a curated gift guide from local Charlottesville Black-owned businesses. Check it out and see if there's something on there that you can get for someone you love this Christmas or holiday season or whatever you want to call it. Festivus for me. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of the program, and if you have enjoyed hearing it, please consider sending it on to somebody else so that they might learn some of the things that we've learned about in today's program, and they'll be there for tomorrow's and well into the future. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow with another installment. In the meantime, stay safe out there. Music